The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 25, Revelations, in which we get the old band back together, we learn the tragic story of Captain Sheridan's wife, and strange things are afoot out on the rim. Welcome back to The Name of the Pod, friends. My name is John Cassie, one of your co-hosts. As you know, uh, The Name of the Pod is our uh, an ongoing podcast exploring the, the cultural legacy and enduring influence of the 1990s program Babylon 5. Uh, we've got a lot going on in this episode today, folks. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and your co-host, Chris Tatro. Chris, yes, John. You know, when we were talking in the pre-show, we we were we were sort of uh, you know remarking on how much how much plot there is in this. In it's like, what on earth? How did they cram all of this stuff yeah. in any kind of coherent way? Yeah, you know, into a forty-minute episode, it was shocking. Yeah, we get a lot of things that are moving forward on the the bigger plot. The you know, of course, the the whole season is. The season is called what? Uh, the coming of the shadows, and boy, are they right. coming! Um, you know, this right. Is, you know, this the, is the great the, war came upon us all. Right? right. Yeah. This is this is where we see it getting kicked up, and we we kind of uh, I'm going to use the word complained last week about uh, you know getting the the narrative dump of the Mimbari soul issue. Um, sure. And now, boom! Right out of the gate, we're getting a lot of shadow stuff, a lot of the of what's going on on Earth, and and the conspiracy and all of this. It's it's right. you know these first two episodes have kind of been drinking from a fire hose, totally uh, plot wise, me- you know, mega plot wise. But that doesn't mean that that it's neglecting character in a lot of ways. Right. And I've seen some I've right. seen some shows, and even this one at times will. We'll just let's just run the plot, and we we forget to address character issues. But I, this, this episode in particular, I think, is um, is a, is a really good balance of uh, of those those elements. Totally, I, I think if you look at one of the things that we complained about in last week's episode with the Mimbari soul reveal mm-hmm. was that it felt like, but we were being built up to something, and now you just made it a kind of throwaway. Yeah. Right. At least that's the way I felt about it. And whereas in this case, with uh, you know, with the, really the coming of of the uh, the sort of shadow navy and all of that business out on the rim with Shakar, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I get the impression of something properly launched, rather something improperly ended. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. This you this know. wasn't coming at us. Out of the blue, well, I mean, it, it, it did against the Narn ships, but uh, yeah. you know, it wasn't something that was that, that felt rushed or felt really forced uh, forced in story wise. It, it right, you right. Know, this is this is the this is the right pace of the slow build from uh, you know from from last season uh, where we had the you know, the the ship showing up in um, blanking on which episode it was where. Where the ship first shows with the with the eye and and sorry ah uh, show notes it'll be in the show notes <laughs> right yeah <laughs> good old show notes you know yeah you know that great episode from from last season that that actually you know started off this whole thing we first saw Morden um, so he's uh, 
yeah, things are things are moving oh. on. Yeah, um, when when you think about the the question of of plot, you've got not only the the Delenn reveal, mm-hmm. okay, uh, but also you know all of this great um, shadow content. Yep. But you've also got the uh, the, the 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 Garibaldi content, mm-hmm. right? You know, you've got to get you've got to get kind of all three of our players back home in some kind of uh, you know in, in some kind of form, you know. Right. You know, and, and, and and we see that at the beginning when when they have the the council meeting, and and it's all like your it's all the B tier folks. And, that's right. And, that's right. And Kosh standing in the corner like mm, it's a living. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. Right. It's, right. You know, but but yeah, we got it. We have to get uh, we have to get Jakara back on you know on the station. We have to get Delenn out of her pod. Um, oh, and, yeah, we had right. Londo there, of course, because you know, because Londo. Well, because yeah, yeah because someone's, Londo. Someone's got to be indignant and and scrap the whole thing. That's right. He has to be. Uh, he has to be nearby for Mister Morton to drop by. You know, at any mm-hmm. uh, at any particular time. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I think from a from a plot perspective. We get a lot. We get it at the right time. We get it in the right, in the right kind of, uh, you know, context. Uh, you know, not too much, not too little. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is why people, uh, you know, watch and love this program. This plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, if if you if if you if you think about what makes the B five community really salivate. Mm-hmm. It, it's not some of the stuff that you and I've talked about, you know. In the you know, oh, uh, you know, uh, you know, War Master Jador, you know, mm-hmm. and and oh, this interesting piece of technology or this kind of prisoner connection. No, yeah. they're totally vibing with this, with this Shadow War narrative mm-hmm. that began dozens of episodes ago in season one is going to continue, uh, you know, for seasons to come, uh, and and I think will be properly understood i think that you when you and i are talking about it in season four mm-hmm. you know it'll be properly understood as one of the great narrative arcs in all of in all of sci-fi television right i mean proper yeah. proper tour de force you know agreed i i can't think of another show that carried a uh, that carried an arc like this through you know four years uh, right um you know, most most shows these days will have you know they'll they'll do a better job than most than most shows were doing in the '90s of having an arc that ties together one entire season. Um, right. You know, you think of their your 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 myriad superhero shows that are on these days, and you know, the Flash always has there's there's one particular villain who's your your, your big bad for the over you know for for the entire season, um, and right. that's great. And you know, people weren't doing that in the '90s, and that's uh, you know. But nobody's putting together a four-year arcs today, so that's you know to me that's just how much ahead of the curve Straczynski was, and how how you know, really daring he was to to try to launch this. Right, right. You know, uh, on your suggestion, Chris, last week uh, I I started watching this program, Travelers. Oh yeah. Okay, and I've now watched all of it for, for the two seasons. I've watched both seasons. Okay. Uh-huh. And that I have program, not seen it all, so don't spoil the end for me. Yet. I won't spoil it. Okay. That 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 program uh, 
without the without the cultural legacy and historical importance of Babylon 5, mm-hmm. hard to imagine it telling this story in this kind of extremely tight narrative mm-hmm. on its main question, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's, it basically is a, a novel or, as you and I sort of talked very briefly, it's like a, it's like a role-playing game uh, yeah. kind of brought to life in, in a good way yeah. in that it is very tight on a narrative mm-hmm. and virtually everything that happens serves that main narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in, in some respects, that's what Babylon 5 does. Right, right, exactly. It's it's Although there's a lot of stuff, I think there's a lot of stuff, particularly in season one of Babylon 5, that, that may not have served the overall narrative, but you, know, you got oh, to do, for sure. you gotta do yeah. that when you're doing 22 episodes a season as opposed to 10, which Travelers is doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we're in the age of prestige television, and as we've said before, I think if you redid a show like Babylon 5 today with, you know, 10 to 15 episodes a season, um, you know, yeah. that I think it would just I think it would be it would be tight and it would just be on fire from week to week. Um, totally. There's in Travelers, there's a great balance between the 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 mega plot arc and the interpersonal uh, connections, which do grow and evolve as we get, you know, throughout the throughout the two seasons so far. Uh, totally. And and again, that's, you know, one you know, you, you don't get this in the 90s where there's a lot more sort of one-and-done episodic, certainly not in the 80s, you know, the, the one-and-done episodic shows. Um, yep. But exploring a, a larger mysterious arc uh, that they're doing, it, it really owes a lot to Babylon 5, a lot to Lost. Um, yep, yep. You know, those are, the, those are the two that I see. I see a lot of fingerprints of those, of those two shows in Travelers. And, you know, of course, yep. it's got time travel, which, you know, I'll watch pretty much anything that has time travel in it, as, as we've established yeah, right, on this right. show before. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it does, a, it does a pretty, it does a crackerjack job of it. Yeah. Um, extremely well cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, folks, if you're not, if you're not watching Travelers, when you get to your B5, uh, you know, hiatus, when you're done with season two, click over. To uh, you know, to Netflix and give it a watch. Yeah, Netflix exclusive totally series. It. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find it anyplace else at this point. But it's you know, it's you know, it's on Netflix and it's uh, you know, there's two seasons of ten episodes a season. It's you know, totally it moves yeah. moves right along. Yeah, a couple couple you right. know, missteps, but every show has those. And and uh, yeah. yeah, the cast is the cast is just is just fantastic. Yeah, the the the, the missteps are, are are easily forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, your 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 point, Chris, about one of the things that that other program, Travelers, is, does so well is it takes this really actually fairly complicated meta plot mm. and and embeds it within all this great character work. Uh, and I think we are actually getting a little bit of that in this episode of Babylon Five. Yeah, definitely. Right? It looks like a, it looks like a plot episode. Mm-hmm. What it actually may be is a really pretty intense character episode, because mm-hmm. I think we've got we've got big development of Captain Sheridan, right? I think we've got some of Doctor Franklin that we want to talk about, mm-hmm. Jacquard, mm-hmm. and Delenn. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. Yeah, 
oh, to and, put and, into a forty-minute episode. Yeah, and there's development or, or you know, of uh, of Natoth as well. But it's it's really the person under the makeup that's that's the uh, that's yeah, been the big right. change. You know. I, and yeah, you know, I, I have to say, so, I like the other one better. I was going to say that I don't want to seem mean yeah. or anything, but but so far I'm not. I'm you know that that Caitlin Brown had that had an edge to Natoth that I'm yep. not hearing in Mary Kay Adams' voice. Um, yep, agreed. So. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I hope that she develops it. Mm. Doesn't have a lot of time to. Yeah, right, right. Spoilers. Correct. So, I, I, you know, where do you want to start with some of this character stuff? You want to start with... Uh, let's, let's start with Jakar. Let's start with Jakar. Yeah. I think we're, we are seeing the emergence of Jakar as a kind of like a spiritual prophet. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, a Cassandra for, for his age. You know, will anyone listen? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's inspired by a religious text mm-hmm. that has good history in it that also is very hard to ex- explicate or understand based on the reality of our present day. Mm-hmm. What are the Nards doing with the capacity to interact with the shadows? The Narns are the least technologically sophisticated of all of these races. They could not possibly have gotten there unless they could have, right? Mm-hmm. Here's your, you know, ancient right. aliens, the, uh, the <laughs> you know, the Narn version, right? Right. Are right. the shadow people coming to Narn? Do the Narns actually have a technology that they yeah. so lost that they don't even remember they had it? Right. Yeah. Of all of the races. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Why that? Why? Why are the Narn legends and and culture and religion tied into the shadows and so much? You know, I I, I think you know the Mimbari have it because they're the oldest of the of the younger races and they've so they've got some knowledge about it. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's. Maybe it's maybe it's geography. I can't really picture a map of where Narn space is in relation to the Rim and Zahadun. Right, right. Uh, maybe, but yeah, it just it it does seem it does seem strange that they would have they would have had this kind of contact way back in the day. Uh, and maybe maybe that's right. something that will get explained down the road. I can't imagine that's not you know, it's going to be left by the wayside, but. Right, or, or or maybe it, or maybe it isn't, and it's left a mystery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I'm okay with it being a mystery. It's just it's just interesting, isn't it? That yeah. of all people, you're the ones with mm. a spiritual text that tells stories that you can't possibly know. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to know them? Yeah. I think that's interesting. And those stories. You know, however many thousands of years old they are, um, have a very deep impact on Jakar. Uh, very. You know, and, yeah. and even before he's he's actually seen these shadow ships, um, which he does at the start of this episode, you know, we, we even when he first started hearing about it back in Chrysalis at the end of season one, he was he was shaken. Um, yes. And, you know, I, I, I think he's gone from being shaken there to almost being you know, being cowed here, he's, 
Yeah, uh, you know, he's he's a very different person from his, you know, storming around on the bridge, you know, Commander Takashima. Uh, you know, that's yeah, right, that's right, not who we right. see standing in front of the council here. Just you know, going, you know, I I I don't know. It's 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 hopeless. We're you know we're we're right. lost. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's a very it's a very uh, it's a very profound development of the character. Mm. But it didn't come out of the blue. We saw this coming. No. You're right. right. You're right. We know that he had the the spiritual connection in the past. You know, there's that that scene where he's upset and he you know goes to throw the the book and he's no, yeah. not not going to do that. You know, he's got res- he's got a lot of respect for for the religion. He knew about the the other old race that was lingering, you know, out there that. Uh, that the the captain's woman stumbled across. He kind of knew what was right. going on there. So yeah, these, it's, uh, he's he was big into the religious, uh, you know, the ceremony with the light and the mountain yep. and the, and yep. all of yep. that stuff. So yeah, it's not it's not a surprise. It's not a uh, like a mysterious turn for the sake of plot that we get Jakar as a more spiritual. Uh, character more in connection with Narn religion. Um, that that groundwork has been very well laid out for us. Yes, um, and so when when it when it expresses itself, it feels quite authentic. Absolutely. Yeah, at, at least uh, you know, at least to me. Yeah, you know, Shakar has always had a, has always had the the deepest expression of personal faith. Mm-hmm. And so when he he comes up with. Uh, Almost like proofs mm-hmm. from his from his religion. Yeah, not proofs of the good stuff. This is proofs of the no. bad stuff of his of the religion. You know, that's right. The bad uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And no wonder, no wonder he's yeah. so shaken. I don't know if I don't know how much other Narns would be uh, would be affected by this uh, by this information right. if they would feel it as acutely. Uh, but he certainly does. Right. 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 You know, he, he he starts to read a little bit like some of these more obscure Hebrew prophets from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you know, where it's a lot of uh, God is judging, we will be damned, you know, we have to change our ways, this kind of thing, right? Uh-huh. And most people don't want to be told that they're going to be damned and they have to change their ways. Yeah. No, uh, no. Most people it's don't want to be told that... Right. Most people don't want to be told that the terrible, terrible, terrible reality of the, of their uh, uh, of their life is that you were born into a time when you're going to have to do this, and it's mm. your job. Sorry. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Boy, I, I wish I I wish I hadn't been born. I, yeah. I wish I wish this was not my age. Well, yeah. sorry, Mister Frodo, it is exactly. You know, uh, now, I get thought, to Mordor. Yeah, the most interesting thing. Uh, little little scene with Jakar in this episode, when they're when he's at the council room and he's saying that the you know the expedition has been uh, that they sent out this this expedition it was destroyed, and he says, well how could you know how could they know you know how could the shadows have known right. no one no one knew any except and he kind of gives the look over at Londo and then just you know if this were last season Jakar. He would have been going over the, the, the table at him, like hands around right. the throat, um, you know, uh, but this is just, you know, he's, he's just defeated. He, and, and 
to, I, I don't recall who the director of this episode was, but uh, to the director and to Straczynski's, uh, you know, benefit or, or praise with this, it's, there's not too much lampshade hung on that particular revelation. He knows right. that it was Malari. He knows something's up there. Had to have been. Couldn't have been anybody else. Only when he said anything right. to you know, about. Right. Uh, I'll remind you of the line from from Chrysalis, when Jakar is trying to understand how his people's colony was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been the Centauri. They don't have the will. Right. Okay. Well, that look that you're just referencing, that look over to Londo, mm-hmm. a beat, a beat, and then you look away. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! What if they do have the will? Mm-hmm. Right. That's to some extent what that is, isn't it? Yeah. If you give the Centauri the will, they have, at least in a limited capacity, the means. Right. He's still and not that becomes, sure. We're still not sure where that means is coming from. But correct. But his texts give him some suggestions in that direction, which I'm not yeah. sure he's completely willing to accept at this point. But he's he's definitely on that road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Jakar's always been, in some respects, the most interesting of all the characters on this program. Mm-hmm. And this just reinforces how interesting he is, I think. Yeah. All right, so where do you want to go now? Do you want to go to Delenn? Let's go to Delenn, yeah. You know, the, the, the most... Did Delenn even know what was going on? I... How can she be so ignorant of what was going to happen? I don't know. I mean, you think... It... Yeah. <clears throat> The, the Mimbari seem to have their finger on the pulse of everything, or they like to let everyone believe that they know right. everything that's going on and that right. they have, right. Right. You know, that they, that everything is, is, you know, within their, their view, within their knowledge. Um, but I mean, none of this seems to have, nothing seems to have tied into her reasoning for undergoing this transformation. Other than, I mean, she wants to be the bridge between humans and, and Mimbari, fine, um, but that's that's nothing to do with the the bigger picture of things that are happening with you know of, of the war, uh, right? Yeah, I think they were caught. I think that that the Mimbari were are caught off guard with this, just like everybody else is. Yeah, yeah. Although she sort of knew what Morden was, or at least knew that he was bad news. When he was going around everybody last season, you know, her gemstone lit up and and he was like, she was like, nope, not having any of that. Um, yeah, I do, right, right. I do wonder why Kosh is just kind of standing around in the background. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember if he was there in that in that second uh, council scene where Jakar has come back. I know he was there at the first one, um, but it would seem strange that, you know, the Vorlons certainly know what, what's going on here. Yeah, the uh, Vorlons certainly do know, right? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. But yeah, we get a we get a very uh, you know the, the most blatant physical transformation in Delenn, um, which sure. minor gripe here uh, on the DVD is spoiled from the start right. of the season in the in the opening titles. Um, right. You know, so apologies to those of you who are watching this show for the first time on DVD. Uh, you know, apparently when this actually first ran, they kept the old picture of Delenn for the first two episodes um, and then and then switched it out to, uh, you know, flowing locks, uh, Delenn, 
Um, yeah. I think it's what the, you're calling her new action figure at this point. Oh, yeah? Something, yeah, I don't know. Um, but she grew a lot of hair for being in that pod for two weeks. Uh, yeah. Her hair must grow, must grow pretty fast when it grows. I don't know. I, I, th- there's something about uh, hair growing at that rate that I just find a little unsettling. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know. I, it's like a body horror thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, for, for for me, it's like, oh, that's gross. You well, know? I thought it was interesting that they, they did go for the, the sort of body horror factor at first with her being, you know, in the like crust that, that, yes, that has right. to start, you know, start coming off before she's, you know, revealed for her. It's not even my final form. I wonder, I wonder, I don't know, that, that, that middle stage fake out didn't really seem necessary to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, are they going to go through with, you know, turning her into like a this Ben Grimm monstrosity for the rest of the yeah, rest right, of the right, series? Right. I, I don't think so. Um, right. It'll be interesting to see, you know, in the next sort of five, six, ten episodes, whether this really feels more like a physical transformation or whether we get a, a change in uh, we get a change in, in the way that she that she behaves or perceives the world yeah that is somehow reflective of a human influence yeah not enough not enough from this episode to really make a call on that yeah not enough yet but it's good to good to get her out of her cocoon you know good to get all the uh, all the player characters back online in this yeah, episode right. yeah exactly you know get exactly. garibaldi waking up that's good um, right. now to the point about garibaldi waking up mm-hmm. okay yeah i made the point in the pre-show that I think with Stephen Franklin under John Sheridan's command, we get a share. We get a we get a Doctor Franklin mm-hmm. who's a little bit more respectful of the chain of command, who's a little bit more bounded, mm-hmm. and a little bit less uh, rogue cavalier. And I attributed that to to Franklin having a different kind of respect for Sheridan than he seemed to show for Sinclair. Now, I'm prepared to be wrong about that, but that's how I read it. It, 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 it seems to be, but I can't for the life of me pin down exactly why. You know, why didn't he have that level of respect for Sinclair? And I'm thinking back, what were their first interactions? Um, I think it was in Soul Hunter. And... You know, maybe it was because Sinclair out of the gate was, you know, was involved in like religious mumbo jumbo kind of stuff. And that under yep. undermined Franklin's ability to respect him. Uh, I don't know. But I don't think season one, Dr. Franklin would have come to Commander Sinclair to... You know, to say, look, I, you know, I, I have this this really wacky, out there, experimental machine, and I'm glad they came back and, and touched on that again. Totally, totally. Um, you know, rather than just say, you know, oh, why don't why doesn't he use that thing? You know, viewers would be like screaming at the screen all. You know. But uh, right, you know, coming in almost asking permission to do it, or at least you know, hey, I'm just I'm letting you know that I'm doing this. He would have just plugged himself in and gone. That's right. That's I, right. You know, so. That's definitely, uh, you know, that's definitely a change, uh, a more maturing, um, you know, not as, 
not as, as abrasive, not as aggressive. Um, and, and yeah, maybe it's, maybe it was him. Uh, maybe it was Franklin maturing, you know, from the various kind. I mean, he had some rough, he had some rough episodes and I don't mean like poor quality, but some, he went, he went through some stuff in season one, um, you know, in believers yeah. and, and when he got this machine from June Lockhart, um, you know, and he'd really developed that friendship with her and then she, you know, she dies on him. Um, so maybe he's, maybe this is a softening that we're, we're seeing coming. Yeah, maybe, maybe it doesn't have to do necessarily yeah. with Sheridan, but it's more of the change within Franklin himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, that, 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 uh, that Franklin is just kind of growing into himself in some way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, he doesn't feel that same chip on the shoulder attitude that he did a year ago mm. because he's he's becoming a little bit more mature and circumspect. Yeah. Right. Um, and to pivot over now to Sheridan. Yeah. Uh, I think it shows a great deal of Sheridan's character that he said, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together because I can't have the machine drain you to death. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be right for anyone else but me to do it. Right. Command decisiveness. Yeah, but right. You know, and he's he's right. You know, hey, if if you do this and you fall asleep or something, you know, that's that's bad. You know, okay, practically, that's correct. Um, I can't imagine another. I can't imagine a situation where any commanding officer in a sci-fi TV show, you know, does isn't the one to step forward and say, "Plug me into this thing." Right. You know, I think I think he sort of had to. You know. Yeah. 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 If he hadn't, you'd be like. Okay, well, you know, maybe he's too busy with other stuff. He's too tied up in his own thing. But no, I, I, you know, I think any, any, it's it's a total Kirk move. It's like you know, you're going to plug me into this right. first bones, you know, right? But it, but yeah, he's got that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't shout his way into it. He doesn't, uh, you know, bluster his way. He's just like, okay, we're this is how we're going to do it. This is, we're going to do we're going to do this way. Um, right. You know, very right. again, very open very friendly that's that seems to be his uh he's always got a smile yep you know yep i don't think that we saw sinclair smile very often and when he did it was like this is how humans smile beep boop um (laughs) but uh yeah he's he's just much more much more friendly and approachable yeah i thought the material with his sister was uh Exactly the sort of thing you put into the second episode with the character. Yeah. Yeah. It was a solid B plot building his building Sheridan's backstory. Um, yeah. But it's got yeah. a nice tie in to our to our A plot. You know, it's she didn't go she didn't go missing somewhere, you know, out by Albuquerque. You know, his his, yeah, his right, wife. Right, you know, right. oh, she was exploring an old civilization out on the rim. Hmm, wonder if that's gonna come back and bite us at any point. You know? Huh. The rim, you say? The rim? What? What do you mean, the rim? Speak Who goes to, me of to the this rim? rim? No one. Yeah. What is this rim you speak of? Yes. Yeah. So I, I thought I thought that was uh, uh, you know a nice piece of character service. Yep. Not asking too much. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not 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 breaking us down with all sorts of like you know hysterics. Yeah. Right? You know he feels bad that his last interaction with his wife he didn't he didn't he didn't perform his 
his, uh, you know, his rituals. He's very, he's all about rituals, you know. Definitely, we've seen that. You know, the good, yeah. you know, the good luck rituals, you know. Yeah, yeah. He didn't quote so Abraham I, I, Lincoln to her, you know, every time that he, he left. Uh, but uh, but he came pretty close. Look at you being all what? judgy. I, okay, I'm a little judgy. <laughs> little judgy. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I got to say, I'm glad that, that, you know, we do see his, his wife, Anna, uh, in a in yep. record, and you know, I don't know that this this speaks to me. Uh, this feels more like this is something you write in a story. It's not something that actually happens. Having uh, you know, having his sister hold n- n- never has shared that message until now. You know, yep. it just doesn't feel authentic to me. Um, it's it's only delivered now. You know, to allow him to you know get over his grief. Well. You know, why not give that to him two years ago? Why not? You know, why? Why wait? It, it just doesn't feel like something that people would do. Right. Right. But I was also going to make cheeky comments about, you know, Tasha Yar's sister, you know, and I'm glad that we are done with that. She won't be God coming bless. back to, to play Anna anytime in the future. She was right. uh, she and her 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 big 80s Linda Hamilton hair were uh, were not helping things here. That was that was like peak 80s 90s hair yeah yeah and we'll leave it at that but speaking of hair yes please ivanova doesn't have a lot to do in this episode she's not in a lot of scenes but we get two more data points on our hair watch scale go we start off um you know when when she's there when garibaldi's waking up um her hair is it's pulled back, but it's it's loose. It's not pulled back tightly. It's just sort of clipped back, maybe, or in, in maybe one braid. Um, I'm calling that theta level. You know, that's that's okay. it's it's still pretty. It's still pretty severe. It's still pretty pulled back. Um, right. you know, she's pretty serious about things. But then at the end of the episode, a completely different look, not pulled back at all. This is probably as relaxed as on duty Ivanova is going to get. And uh, here we've. We've got we've got delta level. You know she's she's getting you know far more on the more relaxed uh, uh, end of the spectrum. Uh, it's right. it's styled, or it, it's it's not it's it's not as styled and 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 curled up as we see her when she's in civilian. But it's like I said, as relaxed as she's going to get in uniform. Right. I'm sure this is I'm sure this is thrilling to uh, to everyone who's listening. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I find this sort of taxonomy of Ivanova's hair. Uh, I mean, we'll see where we get at the end of the season, right? I'm assembling screenshots. So this is not just a, yeah. a, a theoretical exercise. We're going to have a scale. Uh, we will have you know, a scale. By, by the end of the season. I may even go back to season one and start looking for, uh, for, for good examples. But, yeah. but I think, again... Um, I was going to say that, you know, the hair reflects the tone and the timber, but it's almost, I almost wish that the hairstyles had been reversed, you know, that she were more relaxed and more happy when, when she's there for Garibaldi waking up. And then at the end, when she's talking about the, um, that Jack, the, the, the previously unnamed shooter, uh, who we were supposed to really care about, I guess, um, you know, his, he, he goes missing in, you know, administrative transfers and, and whatnot. Gee, what a surprise. Uh, right. You know, that's the scene where, where she's got the more relaxed hair. I'm like, mm, yeah, you know, that's not, it's the, the hair isn't meeting with the, is, is my hypothesis falling apart here? I'm not ready to, to make, concede that point yet. 
I wouldn't concede it yet. I, I almost never concede when I'm wrong. Oh, no. It's, as our history, no. long history will show. Uh, yes. Star Trek Three, the superior uh, uh, Star Trek film. Stipulated, too. Yes. Uh, no, look, I, I think you're working a theory. Yeah, well, and it still needs, like more, it. needs more data. Needs more data. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some data on this next episode, aren't we? We sure are. Because we're going to get a lot of Ivanova next episode. Yep. Poor thing. Yeah. Poor thing. So, uh, I think that brings us to the end of uh, Revelations. Mm-hmm. A lot has been revealed. Yes. And, uh, and you know, well launched into season two. So, folks, uh, remember, uh, you can find us easily on our Facebook group, The Name of the Pod. Uh, email us at thenameofthepod at gmail.com. Uh, look up Name of the Pod on uh, iTunes. Drop us a five-star review if you're so inclined. And uh, we'll see you next week for The Geometry of Shadows. See you, folks.